Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights here with Sam Schufer. This is uh, an additional part of the uh, interview I had with her. A little bit of extra stuff. I'm doing it as like outtakes on this uh, hopefully beautiful Saturday morning, wherever you are. But again, thanks sponsors, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, ComC.com, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike's Stadium Sports Cards, Hugs and Scott Auctions, Heritage Auctions, Upper Deck, Tops, and Panini. So thanks, everybody. Enjoy your Saturday. And here's uh, some conversation between me and Sam Shuford, Women of the Hobby. Here it is. How are you marketing your channel or your site? Is it mainly word of mouth? I'm really heavy on Instagram, which I think is what a lot of the hobby is on right now is Instagram. I'm a little bit on YouTube as well. So the YouTube presence, I don't think is as big, but I'm not too worried about growing YouTube. I feel like that's a big headache in and of itself as a YouTube channel. But I do post there as well, just like weekly episodes or whatnot. But I mainly like the Instagram aspect to promote it. And I was really fortunate, I think, in the beginning of creating the whole um, kind of concept and community, having some of the bigger accounts promote it in general. The Card Talk Pod guys, Tyler Liu and Ryan, I was on their hobby event that they had and gained like a ton of attention and followers. I think from that, it just snowballed and grew more people started posting it. So I think Instagram is nice in the fact that you can post it, but a ton of people can share it. I think sharing is very popular on Instagram and that's mainly where I market. But both those uh, venues, platforms are pretty visual. So mm-hmm. what kind of visual elements is it, it? Are you talking? Are you interviewing? Are you showing things? What's your visual presentation? Right. So on YouTube, I am talking. It's just like this. It's like a Zoom link. I just put a little filter thing on it. So YouTube is pretty straightforward. I really don't want to venture into doing like major editing just because I think that's very time consuming. And I'm so (laughs) on that. (laughs) A lot of work. Oh my goodness. In the beginning, too, it's a learning curve. Even just the regular thing, it was taking me a while. And then I get it. And now I'm on track. I'm like, nope, I know how to produce them, turn them out, and get them on. So YouTube, I just want to stick to that. I'm not into the the video editing, but it is just my face. On Instagram, I actually use Canva. It's like a social media tool. So you can make your different posts on there. I'll normally make my posts in Canva and then post that image to Instagram. So that normally has like my face, the title of the episode. One of the biggest things the account has become known for is woman of the week. Each week, a woman gets highlighted, like their Instagram account, what they collect, one of their favorite cards, what products they like. I always say, if you want to say anything else, just let me know and I'll put it in the caption as well. So if they want to share some of their story or just words of encouragement or whatnot, I'll put that in the post as well. So I think a lot of people look forward to that because they always have someone new to follow each week. That's something that I think has sparked the account as well. I did uh, some Father's Day episodes this year with fathers and sons and even a grandfather, father and son. I've done those, a couple of those. But if I did a Mother's Day episode, are there enough mothers and and sons or daughters that would both be able to tell collecting stories as a family? Is that more out there than I realize? I think it is. There's actually one YouTube account and they're on Instagram as well, but it's Reckless Cards. And their whole family collects the wife, the dad, the the daughter, and the son. They all collect. So that's one for sure. I bet they could probably recommend more as well. So that's definitely out there. I think that would be welcomed as well. I mean, guys never know what to get their mom for Mother's <laughs> Day. If their mom was a collector, they would have no problem. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I say it's the greatest hobby. 
Exactly. You never run out, except that, again, I, like I said, people collect differently by generation. If you're mm-hmm. in your 20s or 30s or 40s or 50s or 60s, you have maybe different budgets as well as different interests, different sports or different eras. You know, there's older people, men or women, I would probably like vintage. Right. They're older and then they like modern. Everybody likes modern cars, I think, but some people... That's their main thing. Whenever I mention sports cards to the general public, to non-hobby people, I think their first thought is always baseball. Oh, I have baseball cards. I think some people honestly still think it's only baseball cards. They might think football, but I highly doubt they're aware of soccer or F1. I'm sure they're not aware of these other sports having cards. So You told a story on Hobby Hotline that, that had no idea about soccer cards. <laughs> There's collectors that are not aware of soccer cards either. If exactly. they just only do baseball, they just have tunnel vision for that. But yeah, I think the perception from 30 years ago was that this is 90% baseball cards. And yeah, there's some other stuff, a little bit of non-sport, but these other sports have come on strong. Yeah, I would say now, especially on Instagram, it's a ton of basketball. Everyone's really into Jordan, Kobe, LeBron. Personally, I love LeBron. But at a certain point, I wonder if I got in too late because LeBron is way above budget right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I want to get to a controversial subject. This happens not so much in basketball, I don't think, because I think people like the player for how good he or she is. But in football and baseball especially, there's interest in handsome baseball players from women, I think. I've heard of it. I've seen it with my own eyes. Mm-hmm. They, they like him as a player, and then they want to get that guy's cards. It probably applies to women soccer players, too. If you're attracted to the person in the beauty of the eye, then or a football player that's personable and handsome and maybe eligible and single, I don't know. It just seems like there's more interest in some of those kind of players. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's a free world. Have you seen that? I mean, I'm making it up because I know I actually know some people. They collect according to who's cute on baseball anyway, and good players too. But I think that could be there. But I also think it is in a way that is like human nature, the law of attraction. People are attracted to people who are attractive. That never hurts somebody's collectability if they happen to look good as well. And, um, and they're a good player. And they're a good player. Personally, yeah, I collect Luke Keekley. He's a great player, but I also do think he's an attractive person and just in beauty, but also like mentally, he's been a great player on and off the field. There's a real opportunity now to pick up his cards because he retired. Most people think a little prematurely, which is his right. And seems a great player. Are you going after his cards now? Because they stall out sometimes when somebody like Andrew Luck or Luke Keekley, when they retire, when people think there's more gas in the tank, Barry Sanders, then they think, well, they don't collect him as much. But if you're collecting him, you may be able to get him for less money than you otherwise would have. Yeah, I definitely think so. I've got a lot of Luke Keekley sets that I'm trying to get right now, slowly but surely. Yeah, that's my forte is anytime I see a Luke Keekley card, I'm probably going to buy it. That's just me. He's in the but- court boxes. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. Yeah, like, exactly. Some of his stuff is so cheap. I know from Burbank, I almost bought the whole parallel set of 2014 tops for $30, $40 or something. So yeah, I think it's a cheap, a cheaper player to collect. I really like him. He'd be twice as much if he were still playing because he was all pro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was a great player. And I was sad when he retired. But I think For him, yeah, it was like the concussions and things were getting to him. Yeah, I'm definitely going after his cards. But honestly, he's not as cheap as you may think in some of his cards in terms of Carolina Panthers collectors. We're a younger team. 
we've been in the league lesser years than a lot of teams. We only have so many good players who've ever been on the Panthers team. I would say Steve Smith, Julius Peppers, probably Luke Keekley, and now Christian McCaffrey, maybe Cam Newton. Those are probably our like Mount Rushmore uh, players. So he's definitely really big for Panther Club. When I go, well, again, but you're in that part of the country. If you went to right. Seattle and went to a show in Seattle, he might be even more moderate. But how are you finding your Panthers cards? Are you looking through some of the boxes? Or are you looking at people that have teams sorted? Because there were a couple dealers at the National that had things by teams. Yeah. So normally if people have it by teams, I go directly to the Panthers. I like that. But I'm not afraid to also just go by sport and start digging through all of it and pull out what I see. But honestly, if I'm not able to go like in person through show, I get a lot of my Panther cards from eBay and you really can get pretty good deals just because people, as you're saying, they're not in North Carolina, they're in Seattle. So like, why do they care about this player? So um, you can get some pretty good deals at certain points there as well. What I've learned, because people say, why do you look at the dollar boxes? If you go through the dollar boxes for a few hours, you get the idea pretty quick who's in or out of favor within the hobby. People, because back at the National, there were a lot of Cam Newtons. Mm -hmm. And that was before he got cut. Now he's in the dollar bin. <laughs> so he, I'm just saying that the dealers are smart. They uh, Sam Darnold was in there. Now maybe look, maybe that wasn't so smart to be throwing him in there, but they give up on him and they put him in the dollar box. So Luke Keekley, there were a bunch of those, not his best cards, but still some decent cards in there were worth considering. Oh yeah. So yeah, definitely. I think I've been able to find good Keekley cards. Also, it's helped that some people know that I collect him now because yeah, they will message me and say, Hey, like off this card, would you like it? Yeah, Probably. Well, <laughs> kindness. It's a good thing. <laughs> definitely. I really think you're gaining traction with your women of the hobby 